Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of ADHD Remission. So, um, you can't tell by the title, this is going to be a podcast where I detail my experiences in putting my ADHD into remission. Um, I think this is going to be very interesting because I haven't seen anybody really online who is talking about this stuff. And, um, I mean, I didn't think it was possible because of that, exactly. And so I'm sure that you guys probably don't think it's possible either because there's no one talking about it. Um, The thing that made me believe that it's possible is um, once I did it. So I used to take, who am I? My name is Franklin. I'm 17. Um, I, you know, classic ADHD. As soon as I got into kindergarten, teachers were telling my parents, put me on Adderall. Terrible advice. I don't even think I had ADHD back then. Um, it really developed when I started playing video games, and that is what really messed up my dopamine to the point where I had to take 56 milligrams of Concerta every day, starting in 8th grade, and then I take 112 if I actually had to do any work. Uh, I would take 56 just to, I mean, even be able to like not make loud noises in class. Right. Because I was just completely incapacitated. So right now I take nothing. And if you can't tell, um, I have very high levels of energy. And I have I have, I have very good dopamine levels. Um, I've done this through several things. So my protocol, the, the, five, the biggest five things that I think are causative in AD. Let's get to that in a second. So this narrative that you've been told by you know doctors and you know, mainstream, WebMD, Cleveland Clinic, Healthline, all these uh, things is that um, if ADHD doesn't really go into remission, um, and if it does go into remission, then it's genetics or it's luck, and there's nothing you can really do to put it into remission. And behavioral therapy plus medication is effective, but uh, you can't put it into remission through behavioral therapy itself. I think this is garbage. Um, I think that if a lot of people really knew a lot of the stuff that I'm going to teach you, then there wouldn't be a big need for, um, (laughs) this pharmaceutical industry, ADHD stimulants anyways, right? So doctors are telling you one thing. It's not possible. I'm telling you it is possible. You don't have to believe me. You can click off, but I've done it. You can ask my parents. You can ask the people around me. Um, I used to be completely incapacitated. I would play video games 14 hours a day. I would, and that's disgusting. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, this is me parent friendly. I I used to just not move. I and then I started when I started working out. That was the beginning of it all. Let's talk about the the five things which I think are causative in ADHD. And I'm going to give you a little bit of spoiler. One of them is not genetics. So the first one is um is dopaminergics so this is what i like to call um the class of things that we have in our society which are highly dopaminergic in a way that you would never be able to get in nature so i think the major dopaminergics are social media video games um junk food especially when you combine sugar and fat um i think porn is definitely one and then drugs those are those are the major dopaminergics 
These are things that you're really not going to get that level of dopamine naturally. And when you introduce this into your life, it's going to be such a significant spike that your body's going to downregulate a little bit, especially if you feel guilty about doing it, which all of these things most people feel guilty about. Um, this is not going to be good. Uh, I would say about 60, maybe 70% of my remission of ADHD came from uh, removing, quote, dopaminergics, which is also referred to as self-improvement. So getting rid of bad habits, getting good habits, and you know meditating, the quote dopamine detox. But um, if you listen, I said sixty or seventy percent. I would say more towards sixty. So, you know, I did the dopamine detox, and um, my dopamine wasn't detoxed. I, at this point, I wasn't even using my phone. I didn't play any video games. I had no social media. I had none of that. Right. I was just focusing all the time. But I still, or I wasn't focusing all the time, but I was, I was not really exposing myself to any, anything which is dopaminergic. I didn't eat any fast food, candy, no junk food at all. I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing any of the dopaminergics that I just mentioned. And I still needed to take my 56 milligrams. I actually lowered it down to 36 at a certain point. But, um, yeah, I still had to take a large dose of stimulants to be able to focus. And that's when I realized that, you know, this this mainstream idea of these dopaminergics being okay and safe to use has been completely wrong. And I, no matter who says anything, I don't care because I experience this myself and I know that these things are wrong. I, I don't have to, I don't care what the uh, a urologist or, a, I don't care about that, okay? I know porn messed me up. It was terrible for me. Uh, I don't care about what, all, what the study, I don't care about that. The video games, they messed me up. Although studies are pretty conclusive on video games being bad. I don't care what the, you know, Google says. I don't care about what any of these, you know, industry backed. I don't care about any of that. I, I, when I smoked weed, it messed me up. Um, what else? I don't care about, you know, people pretty much agree that uh, processed food is bad. But I, I, at this point, I already had some experience with the mainstream being wrong. Um, and so I decided to give non-mainstream health a try. And now here I am with my other 40%. So, as I said, dopaminergic is only the first. And then the other four, I think, are health-related. So the second one is going to be endocrine disruptors. So... Um, one big reason I think endocrine disruptors are very, very causative in ADHD is because, um, well, if you're not familiar with what an endocrine disruptor is, it's a hormone disruptor. So these are things that, and they're almost always estrogenic. So there's not really many androgenic hormone disruptors. They're all estrogenic. So this is a problem because androgens are super important for dopamine synthesis, um, I think I, I saw a huge difference when I had low androgens to this point where I now have, you know, medium to high androgens. I still want to get a little bit higher, but I'm at a good point in androgens, and that was one of the biggest changes that I noticed, especially for men. This is going to be true. Um, your, your, quote, testosterone, although I think it's a lot more than just testosterone, is super, super important for your dopamine. And um, 
when you have low testosterone, that's going to make it very hard to focus and very hard to have drive and, you know, all that good stuff. This is why we see that phthalates, exposure to phthalates in childhood is actually correlated with um, ADHD, especially the anti-androgenic ones. That's going to be a subject for a video that I'm going to create. Um, we're not going to talk about that right now. So the second one, I think, is endocrine disruptors. Um, the third one, I think, is, and you guys might not like this, but I think it's polyunsaturated fats. So this is something I'm going to talk about extensively on this podcast. I'm going to make a lot of episodes on this, but I think that polyunsaturated fats are not really great for us, um, and I think that they have a lot of anti-dopaminergic actions, which, like I said, I think dopamine, a dopamine deficiency is at the core of ADHD. I think that is really the core of ADHD. I don't think it's, and th I don't think it's an issue with the dopamine receptor either. I think it's just behavioral and environmental things that we do, which impair our dopamine production. I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, some disformed dopamine receptor. And I'm going to make a video on why I don't, or an episode on why I don't think that's the case, because if you had a disformed dopamine receptor, you would not be viable. You would just, you would just die. Um, but yeah, I think the third one is polyunsaturated fats. The fourth one, I think, is um, a lack of exercise. Right. I'm actually going to change this to six because <laughs> I think that there are six very important things that are going on. Sorry, this is the first episode. I'm already messing up. Um, so the fourth, like I said, is exercise. I think that exercise is very crucial. I think that not. I think a sedentary lifestyle puts you into a low dopamine state. And again, dopamine is at the is at the heart of ADHD. Um, and I think that as humans, I mean, for two million years we have moved. I think that this is actually. One of the reasons that kids are false, completely falsely diagnosed with ADHD, I think this is what happened to me, because, you know, you take a six-year-old who, again, like a million years ago, would be running around, um, having fun, you know, picking up sticks and throwing rocks and stuff, and then you put them in a, in a, in a chair and you tell them learn cursive, or you know learn, learn the learn the alphabet. Like they're they they don't they're not gonna mess with that, right? They they want to be outside, and you can tell this. This is the major difference between what I call the the child ADHD and actual ADHD. Is you take someone who actually has ADHD and you put them in a forest, and they are bored out of their mind. Right? They're not having fun. I I can say this from experience. Um, my mom would like take me on walks and stuff, and I would either be on my phone the whole time, or I would just be thinking about as soon as I could get home. You take a kid, and that that that's caused by low dopamine. It's caused by um, super high dopamine release thresholds. But in a child, you would never see that, right? You put a child in the forest and they're having fun, they're running around, they're doing all this stuff. The reason that they're diagnosed with ADHD, the reason they can't pay attention is because they have a lot of energy and they need to get it out and they're not satisfied just sitting in a chair. And I think that if they're, if they're, if they're not like that, I think that's actually not great. I think that... If a kid is just like perfectly normal, you know, just perfect for the system, I, I don't think that's a good thing. I think that means, I think it's better to be hyperactive than to be hypoactive, right? Our definition of what's hyperactive in society, I think should be disregarded, um, taking into account the fact that most people 
sit in a chair for eight hours a day and then go home and sit on a couch for the other four hours and they sleep in a plastic mattress for uh, another eight hours. <laughs> but, oh, that math didn't add up. But yeah, so exercise, I think, is number four. I think low exercise and um, low activity is super causative in ADHD. The fifth one is nutrient deficiencies. So, all right, forgive me, guys, but I actually forgot um, which nutrients were causative in ADHD. Um, if you didn't hear it, number five is nutrient deficiencies. So, there are several, there are so many nutrients which I believe are very vital in dopamine production. Um, some of them are amino acids, some of them are elements, minerals, some of them are vitamins. So things like vitamin K2 um, is very important. Taurine, the amino acid, which is, I'm not going to talk about that yet. <laughs> it's, it's found, uh, yeah, it's in red meat. All right, it's in, we're going to be talking a lot about red meat on this podcast. It's found abundantly in red meat. I think that's super important for dopamine production. I think that the main minerals, which are deficient in most people, are Iron and zinc, these are very, very important for your dopamine production. Um, a lot of people are very deficient in iron and very deficient in zinc. And the other thing that people are deficient in is vitamin D. Vitamin D is very, very important for dopamine production. Um, yeah, those are the nutrients that I consider to be very... Also, vitamin B1 and vitamin B6 are very important for dopamine production. We're actually going to be going over a study where people had their ADHD almost fully remiss just by taking vitamin B6. That's a crazy one, so we're not going to talk about that right now. But yeah, um, I apologize for <laughs> not even remembering what I was going to talk about before I recorded. Um, the sixth one is, and this one's is going to come as a surprise to you probably. It's kind of a weird one. And this is, out of everything I've said so far, even probably more than polyunsaturated fats, this might be the most controversial I think that one of the major causes of ADHD is high serotonin. So, you know, serotonin, the happy hormone. Um, yeah, I would describe it as the fatigue hormone, the hunger hormone, and maybe the hair loss hormone, <laughs> right? Um, serotonin blocks thyroid. Serotonin and dopamine have an inverse relationship. The, 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 the original science about how serotonin came to be known as the happy hormone is very questionable. I might, might make an episode on that. I've seen great benefits from lowering my serotonin exposure in general. I think that there's a lot of things that we're doing right now in society which um, lead to high levels of serotonin. A couple, just name a few, halogens, high fiber diet, high PUFA diet, low saturated fat diet. Um, in some cases low-carb diet, that's kind of rare, um, super high intake of plant chemicals, a lot of polyphenols and antioxidants, I'm not convinced they're very good. A lot of these things are very serotonergic. Again, this might sound kind of crazy. You don't have to believe that serotonin is a bad shit. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is, and this is very well documented, serotonin and dopamine have an inverse relationship. And since your problem is low dopamine, um, High serotonin is definitely causative in ADHD. Um, but yeah, this is just going to be an introductory episode. This one's a little bit long because I took took a while to explain some stuff. Let's talk about the nutrient. I'll, I'll make a, I'll make an episode on that soon. But, oh, B6. That's one of the big ones. All right, I'm going to go. I hope you enjoy this episode. And I'm...
Just stick with me. Bear with me. I'm going to be showing you guys the truth. All right. And put your ADHD in your mission. Like I said, the, the first thing that I did with dopaminergics, you don't have to have super hard discipline like me. If you don't, you won't fully remiss it, but I can guarantee that you will see massive improvements in your condition just from, just from the stuff that I give you. All right. You don't have to follow any of the self-improvement. You can just remove, you know, the other things that I mentioned and you will see massive improvements. Making lots and lots of episodes, lots of content on all those. Stay tuned. I'll see you in the next episode. Have a good day.